Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence, where we talk the SEC through the lens of Mississippi. I am Parrish Alford with the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, joined today by Ole Miss baseball color analyst and career hits leader, Brad Henderson. We're talking baseball in the program today. Brad, how are you, man? I'm good, Parrish. I'm good, bud. Doing good. That's glad to hear that. I know it was a long day for you Tuesday. Uh, we're going to talk some baseball. Uh, not a good day for Ole Miss there uh, in Ruston, Louisiana. Before we get too far in the program, folks, want to thank our partners at the Oxford Park Commission. They're looking for lifeguards for the city pool. The summer season opens Memorial Day weekend and runs through Labor Day. Lifeguard candidates need to be age 16 or older. They need to hold a current lifeguard certification. Any questions can be directed to OPC Aquatics Director Jamie Chandler at jamie at oxfordparkcommission.com. That's J-A-M-I-E at oxfordparkcommission.com. And you can apply online at oxfordms.net. So we appreciate our partners at OPC. And I still... Uh, Still want to see a picture of the mini kickers, Brad. Don't, would you like you like to see mini kickers? Would you? <laughs> yeah. I think we get to get JD to run one up in here. Um, Brad, what's going on, man? With uh, with Alpha Insurance? Well, just praying today. You know that everybody stayed safe yesterday through the storms, and uh, just kind of came into the office to see if there's anything we could do from a claim side, if if there was any damage. So hopefully there wasn't. Oxford. Uh, you know, we were fortunate from every everything I've heard, you know, it, it didn't really do much damage here. And I know south of here got pretty woolly, but, uh, you know, if you do if you do have some damage, please call your agent, you know, and uh, and get it figured out. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I think we dodged a bullet in, in this area. I, I think we did. And we were fortunate. And and, you know, you get that. Uh... Uh, survivor's guilt, Brad, this time of year, because when you dodge a bullet, somebody else did not. And, That's right. Uh, you know, and I, I know, as you say, south of us, uh, it was a little more intense. I, I think it was a little more intense in some places uh, in Alabama. But in the big picture, I do think that uh, it wasn't as bad uh, as it could have been. When you're talking about damage from these storms, Brad, uh, of course, what comes to mind first, I guess, is always – uh, the big long track tornado and, and just devastation everywhere it goes. But uh, what kind of damage are you talking about on vehicles and houses from hail? What what is yeah hail? yeah the, I know the hail was a big uh, concern with people uh, and, and obviously if if you do have hail damage it's obviously covered uh, under the comprehensive coverage. So you know again it, and we've talked about this before. What I tell people is I would get an estimate first, you know, depending on your deductible, because obviously any file you claim uh, is it hurts. But uh, if it justifies it, yeah, go ahead and file that claim. And then and then on the roof, you know, that's that's typically the the big question mark is is hail can obviously damage the roof or, or wind damage. And, you know, the, the, the thing that we tell people is if you do have damage, try your best if, if able uh, is to tarp it, you know, if, if you do have, uh, if you can't call someone that can, can you know, try and prevent even more damage uh, before, you know, your claims adjuster can come out there and, and give you uh, 
the the rundown on it. But uh, again, you know, just do the best you can, but work with your agent. You know, call your agent first and and work with them and uh, and see if you can make the best decision for you and your family. Good advice there. It looked like a lot of hail and tornado damage when Ole Miss left the field Tuesday night, uh, losing thirteen <laughs> to one uh, to to Louisiana Tech. Uh, let, let's talk about everything that went right in that uh, game, Brad. Tell me everything that went right. I'm going to just give you the, the rest of the program here. Lay it all out. <laughs> what, what went right in the game? Well, to be – I mean, obviously, for, for those that listened or, or tracked it or read about it, there wasn't much in that right, and, and Mike said that in post game. You know, we didn't, we didn't pitch it well, uh, we didn't hit, and, and we didn't defend. I mean, we didn't – uh, you know, you could pick out maybe one or two guys that had a decent night. You know, Graham had a couple hits, scored our only run, uh, which was encouraging to see simply because we were facing a left-hander and he's a left-handed hitter. Uh, and I thought Knox LaPosser had a pretty good game uh, offensively. You know, had a couple walks and a base hit. But uh, other than that, there, there wasn't much to write home about. And I know Coach was extremely frustrated, and rightfully so, um, with, with the performance. And and there's really no excuses. Uh, you know, we had some pitchers that didn't go, but I don't think that affected us. Uh, we threw Josh Mallett, who I will say, you know, after giving up back-to-back-to-back-to-back doubles to lead off the game, yeah, uh, I, I thought he sailed down and pitched pretty well, you know, after that. But, uh, you know, it was just – one of those that once it started snowballing, it snowballed. And, and I thought the Gibson kid for them was really, really good. And he just shut us down. Uh, so so clearly there's some some holes they're going to have to work on. Uh, but again, you have those games. You don't want to have those games, but you do have those games. I can remember being at Arkansas State and it seems like it seems like and the numbers probably aren't true, but it seems like we beat on this half the time. And, right. that, and it shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, again, if things were normal, you know, you probably start McDaniel that game and uh, and things may be a little different. But, you know, that they were just clearly the better team on Wednesday. But, you know, uh, what I thought about the pitching, Brad, anyway, was you don't want to start a game by giving up four straight doubles. That That's really not a recipe for success. Uh, but Mallets did settle down, and and three to nothing should not be an insurmountable deficit. Uh, the thing that struck me about the pitching was uh, this bullpen that was such a big, big part of enormous success on opening weekend out in Texas against three top ten teams. It just seems to have taken backward steps. Now I know they're missing Trophy right now. They're missing, uh, you know, that that veteran arm and experience and hopefully he can get back soon. I know that uh, Mike had said he thought two to four weeks on recovery from surgery for the torn meniscus. Maybe he can get back. But Max Chofi was a small part of that weekend in Texas. A lot of these guys pitched, and it just looks like collectively the bullpen has taken a step back. And by my count, in four of the last six games, the bullpen has either given up the lead or failed to hold the deficit. You know, they've, they've given up runs in four of the last six games. And Tuesday night in Ruston, man, it was everybody that went out there got hit, gave up runs, walks, what have you. No one was sharp. 
no one was up to the task of saying, we're going to hold this thing right here and let our give our offense a chance. We can do this and get back in the game. They couldn't even get back in the game. Now, the offense wasn't taking advantage of anything. It wasn't like right. they were they were doing anything themselves. But, you know, what struck me was the bullpen and how just everybody that went out there until Mitch Morrell, the very last pitcher, uh, was gave up runs, gave up hits, walks. Nobody pitched well, and some guys pitched very poorly. Yeah, I, you know, I think the, the biggest concern is most of those guys that threw uh, against Louisiana Tech, in my opinion, are not guys you're really going to use on the weekend, other than Miller. And Miller didn't have a good game uh, Tuesday. But, uh, you know, the, the disappointing thing is you need some of those guys to step up because midweek games count too. You know, you're trying to get to whatever that number is, whether it be 40 or, you know, whatever that magic number is, whatever that goal is for them to get to in the regular season. And, and none of them uh, performed. Now, I think on the weekend, you're going to see a, a lot heavier dose of, uh, you know, Kimbrell, Miller, Chofi uh, when he gets back, Broadway, Myers, um, you know, some of those guys. But but obviously Mike wasn't going to throw them midweek but with, with Auburn coming to town. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that, that he t- told me in postgame and told the team was how disappointed that – that when we got punched in the face, nobody stepped up and said, hey, I'm fixing to stop this. I'm fixing to stop the bleeding uh, or offensively, you know, hey, let's get it going. Our pitchers have thrown well. Let's get them – you know, a lot of nights offense wins you games. Uh, A lot of nights defense wins you games. And uh, just – it was just not to be had uh, Tuesday. Well, and that's something that that, uh, you hit on earlier in the season with this team, with this mentality, that this belief that they – couldn't lose, that they would run through a, a brick wall for one another, that they felt like they were in it until the final out. And is is that slipping a little bit? I mean, I, I don't know. Louisiana Tech's a one-game sample, but uh, it came right after uh, losing the lead and watching the lead unravel uh, in the fourth inning against Louisiana Monroe on Sunday. Uh, and honestly, you know, we, we talked about some games, some close games this team uh, had been in recently. Uh, the Saturday game with ULM, the Saturday game with Belmont, really last two games with Belmont, those are growth opportunities, mm-hmm. and, and they were winning through those games. But uh, has has something slipped in, in confidence with this team right now? No, I, I don't think so. And, and I think they know they're a really good baseball team. I just – they're just going to have to figure it out um, because this is the first time 80% of those guys have ever – lost back-to-back games, you know, uh, they just, it just didn't, it didn't happen obviously last year going 17 and one. And then, you know, uh, we just had not lost back-to-back games. So we're kind of going to get to see what they're made of, but they've never been in this position. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think there's a confidence lull there. I just think once we got hit in the mouth so early in that game and showed no signs offensively, you know, that third or fourth inning when they scored four more runs, uh, they, they just kind of – they didn't fold. It just got so out of hand, they didn't know how to respond uh, to get back in that game, which, again, is a learning lesson. Um, and I know they'll harp on that uh, because those guys have never really been – been in a position where they've been down that much. 
you know, and, and that was what Mike was so disappointed was that was how, how are they going to scratch and claw? How are they going to – at one point, the game was out of hand, you know. When it got seven, eight runs up in the sixth, seventh inning, the game was probably over at that point. But but you still want to see that fight. You still want to see you play crisp defense. Uh, you still want to see your pitchers compete. Um, and it just and it just didn't happen. It's just one of those nights, and it happens. You know, I can right. again I can go back to Arkansas State, and we came over here, and I remember the first inning, uh, top of the first, we scored I think eight runs, and uh, but I remember I think we ended up winning that game like eleven to seven or eleven to eight. You know, they found a way to claw back in it, uh, and in that dugout until we got the twenty seventh out, it, we were kind of biting our fingernails. You know, yeah. And, uh, and I think that's more of what he wants to see. They're going to lose baseball games, obviously, but the way we lost that one, I think, is what didn't sit well with with coach and that staff. All right, offensively, Tuesday night, Tim Elko, I think, zero for three. He he was due for an over. Uh, Van Cleve has come on. Looks like he's put a couple of good uh, good games together and a good streak of at bats together. And Kevin Graham uh, again is is remained consistent where he was not uh, so much earlier in the year. So I, I think offensively there, they do still have a, a nice collection of guys who are producing. I don't think shot and yay. Did he have a, did he have a hit the other night uh, in, in Ruston? Maybe not. No, he didn't. He did. Yeah. But uh, we saw him have a, a nice weekend uh, still needing to get some things uh, from the first base position. I know Mike's uh, trying to push some buttons, uh, there, but what uh, offensively, uh, how do you like this team going into uh, the SEC marathon? Well, I just think the the guys that they're expecting at this point to swing the bat need to swing the bat. Uh, and, and that's – I think Shotney is going to hit. Obviously, Tim and Kevin are going to hit. I think Buck Bench is going to hit. Uh, Dunhurst is going to hit. Uh Van Cleve has got to hit. I think Leatherwood's going. He's going to. Uh, he's going to give you quality at bats. Uh, but for me, is it? It's still at first base uh, slot. You know, if Van Cleve can hit, I think he sures up the the DH spot. Uh, but you just get no production from Kale. Uh, Lafleur has shown a few signs, but you know, collectively they're probably hitting two hundred. Yeah. And, uh, and and that that just I'm not going to say it's an automatic out, but against good pitching, it's been an automatic out. And you certainly don't need that from your first baseman. And I don't know what they do. I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I mean, I, I play it in my head too. You know, do, do you, do, do you bring bench in? <clears throat> do you bring bench in and play him at first or third and let Elko play first or third? And then do you just put defense? You put Plumlee in center just strictly for defense? I, I, I don't know, but, uh, it's it's something they're gonna have to figure out in a hurry, uh, or somebody's gonna have to to get hot offensively, which they haven't really done all year, you know, at that first base position. Yeah, if you bring bench in, I, I don't see a bat that you're putting in there. You know, no, you would strictly you know, obviously in center field, you, you're looking defense first, and you're willing yeah. to give that up. But right now, our first basemen who aren't playing great defense at first base, yeah, are also not hitting. So, you know, you could throw somebody in center that, that can run balls down like a Plumlee or or, or a Cade Simmons, and, and you know you're going to be probably limited offensively with those guys. 
but they're going to they're going to catch a, they're going to run down a lot of fly balls and gaps and and play really good defense. So I don't know. That's something that that Clements and and Coach Bianca they're going to have to figure that out. And they're trying. I mean they're yeah. they're trying to mix and match. Uh, and you've got to, you know, at this point you would like to know what your lineup is, but I'm not sure they know uh, who their eight defensive. Uh, players are well and and you know a couple of times we've seen them go with the lineup of uh of uh McCants in left field yep. uh and he hits a little bit uh 240-ish I think 230-ish uh right now on the season uh is, is that about the only option I mean I, I don't see a bench guy that you put in there and I like what you're saying you can make moves to make yourself better because you're improving your defense but in terms of getting more production on offense if you're wanting to put a Graham or an Elko uh, over at first base, I, I don't see a bench guy other than McCants, like 230, 240, and they're, they're trying that. I don't see a bench guy that you put in there that makes you better offensively. Am no, I, I don't either. I, I don't either. You know, and, and last weekend they did put Kevin Graham at first base and played T.J. McCants in left field, and that may be their best option. Uh you know, and, and obviously it allows Bench to stay in center, who's been really good. Uh, I tell you what, man, he has. Gosh, we look at we look at Mike Bianco all the time. He just signs athletes, and it doesn't matter if you played infield in high school or not. He'll put you in the outfield uh, in a heartbeat if he thinks it's going to be his best lineup. And uh, just the the seamless transition for Justin Bench, and he's made plays at second base. He's mm-hmm. made them all over the field. Such a an outstanding defensive player and a good hitter, but just really, really smooth defensively. A couple of the balls that uh, that he's run down in center field have just been been amazing. And you know, you just kind of hate to uh, hate to pull him from there. Yeah, you know, so that they'll continue to try and figure it out. Uh, it's all, and obviously, a lot of it is dictated on on if if the opposing team's throwing a right hander or left hander. And uh, but you know, I. If if Kale could just come on and, and hit 250 with with nine or ten home runs, I think they'd take that all day. Yeah, you know, yeah. but 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 he can't hit 200 with one home run and and just multiple strikeouts per game. You know, they're they're willing to live with the strikeout as long as he's driving in runs and, and showing some pop. Uh, and it just hasn't happened. So yeah, he's just got to figure it out. Uh, because obviously teams have made adjustments, and now the scouting reports out on on how to pitch him. So he's going to have to figure out uh, how, how to hit that and how to attack that. So I don't know. That that's a you know you can look at it two ways. You can say, "Boy, we got a huge hole there," or you can say, "Well, man, I got seven or eight guys I can probably count on. I just need one or two more uh, to pick it up." But it, it's so hard because right now they are trying to plug somebody in that's maybe playing once every three or four days. So it's hard for that person to really get in the rhythm. Um, so I don't know. But but we can go back to Van Cleve. It, that's a good sight to see him starting to swing it because you certainly didn't want two or three guys in that lineup that look to be out, you know. So yeah. at least that that is a stepping stone, uh, you know, going into the weekend is I, I think Ben, as long as he – continues to do what he's doing, will we'll remain in the lineup. Auburn comes in, and as you 
expect when you hire a pitching coach like uh, Butch Thompson, the Tigers lead the SEC in hitting and rank 12th in pitching <laughs> right now. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, interesting look at this team, Brad. I mean, their schedule is not overwhelming when you see yeah. they had a series, I think, with uh, Alabama A&M and Presbyterian. I mean, their, yeah. their first five games. But, you know, they've already played an SEC game. They had a neutral side event where they played uh, Texas A&M and, yeah. and, and beat the Aggies. Yeah. Um, interesting series with them with Boston College, a ranked opponent. Uh, BC wins the series, but uh, one of those games was an extra inning game. You know, could could have gone either way, went against sure. Auburn. Uh, what, what do you know about this team coming in? What do you expect, I guess, from Auburn this weekend? Well, you know, I think the thing right now, just just because of the bad taste in our mouth, is, is we're going to have to pitch it, which we haven't done great. Like, we, we, we haven't been as good as we were in Arlington you know, on the mound. But Gunner has. Gunner, I thought Gunner was really good last week. But this is going to be a really good offensive team. And, uh, you know, they're hitting about 320 as a team. Uh, but, again, like you had said earlier, it's just hard to tell. They're 11 and 5, but the body of work is, you know, have they played anybody, you know? Uh, yeah. They do have the one quality win to me over A&M at the, at the tournament in Texas. But – you know that there's been some some good teams. Your Baylor, uh, you know they've lost to Baylor. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma. Uh, I just it's hard to tell because I don't know that they played a tremendously tough schedule up until this point. Uh, they've lost some games they probably shouldn't have lost. Um, and then you know you look at you look at some of the. You know, like Lipscomb on Tuesday, you know, they beat right. Lipscomb nine to seven. So, you know, it, it's baseball. I think they'll be talented. I'm glad we get them at home. Um, and, and I think right now, because it's hard to tell where both teams are, how good both teams are, uh, I'm glad we get them first, other than maybe uh, going on the road to Vanderbilt or Florida uh, or somebody that's playing really, really well. But yes, we'll have to play well to win the series i just don't think we're going to be in, intimidated by them yeah i would really expect an old miss to play well i've seen this before many times uh, where uh, the rebels will uh have a, a head scratcher during the week and you wonder how that happened and, and then all of a sudden they'll you know come back and, and play well with their a-list players uh you know and pitchers on the weekend now they won't have doug mccasey again uh, Mike uh, mentioned that to after the game Tuesday. So I, I would look for the same rotation of, of, of Gunner and, and then Derek and, and Drew McDaniel third. And, and that worked uh, against uh, ULM. That was, you know, that was, uh, well, it was Drew McDaniel on Saturday. Probably. That's right. Yeah, so he went in that Saturday spot and, and Diamond uh, third. Maybe they'll defend the bunt better. Uh, this weekend, probably get some opportunities to do that too. With uh, with this yeah, team. I mean, you feel like Auburn's going to put some pressure on you, just knowing that we haven't defended it well. But again, I mean, we played poorly in two games, uh, so I, I think Butch Thompson knows he's he's fixing to come into a dogfight, and uh, you know, again, it, Gunner kind of sets the tone, and I don't know that. There's not many in this league that can say they have a guy as good as or better than Gunner going on Friday night. So you just hope Gunner can continue to pitch well, uh, you know, get you deep into the game where we can, you know, 
kind of piece together that bullpen and, and play matchups, you know, whether that be Kimbrell against lefties or, um, you know, or, or get to Broadway early or, or Myers or, or uh, you know, just try and get you six, seven good innings um, to where, where, where maybe we can finish it off and get that important Friday night win. So uh, Gunner has a, another good outing Friday against Auburn. Say Doug comes back next week. Do you still like Gunner in this Friday spot? You change that rotation a little bit. What would you? No, do? and and I think they've had this talk. I think this will be the way it is. Uh, just simply because Mike wants to go, he wants to mix it up, you know. So he's going to go right, left, right for his rotation on the weekend. So no, when 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 Doug returns, Doug will be on Saturday, barring Gunner, you know, kind of falling off the map. So and, yeah. and nobody projects that happening. So, no, I, I think it'll work out well, but I mean, what a huge get when we can get him back because I, I, everybody knows how important uh, Doug is and, and how hard it is when you lose a weekend guy uh, in SEC play. Folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence. Check out our work at djournal.com. Find that drop-down menu on the left. Scroll down to the Ole Miss page and watch the stories flow. Visit OxfordParkCommission.com and check out their programs and all the things going on with our partners. We appreciate OPC. We're on Facebook as well, Ole Miss Discussion with Parrish Alford. Thanks for being with us, folks. Come back and join us tomorrow.